I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Hey there, and welcome back to Practical Stoicism. Remember, if you're looking to get rid of ads, you can do so by heading over to stoicismpod.com and clicking on the big orange button in the top right-hand corner of the site. For just $6 a month, you will get rid of ads, gain access to a premium subscriber Ask Me Anything feature, and get access to occasional special updates and non-public content. If spending money on this podcast isn't in the cards for you, no problem. I get it. You can still support the podcast by reviewing it in your listening app or by sharing it with those whom you think would enjoy it. Today, we are working through Meditation 16 from Book 4, which reads as follows. Many grains of frankincense on the same altar. One falls before, another falls after, but it makes no difference. This one took more effort than other meditations to navigate and to get the most out of. I wasn't exactly clear on what the meditation meant at first pass. At first, I thought it was a reference to the idea that we all die at different times. But, nonetheless, we all die, and so the timing of our death doesn't really matter. But the more I looked into the use of frankincense in Greek and Roman culture, the less and less I was sure that it wasn't a statement about honoring or remembering the dead in general. The same way we might today visit a loved one's grave every year or something and leave flowers in memory of when we lost them. The original text, in reviewing it and attempting to bring it into modern language myself, didn't seem very different. And I'm talking about the Koine Greek here, which is the dialect of Greek that Marcus wrote the meditations in. Here is what I came up with in translating it myself. Many handfuls of incense, over time, have been and will be placed upon this altar. For some have already died, and some have yet to die but will. But every person is the same, and burning incense doesn't change that. I think the goal of scholars is to translate the text as accurately as possible and not do as I have just done in what I've just read to you, which is to put words in Marcus's mouth kind of literally. But if I read you verbatim how the original Greek translates, if I just translate it word for word, it reads like this. Many volar of incense on this altar. The one preceded, the latter differs from nothing. Volar is a word for handful, as far as I could tell. 
this is even harder to make exact sense out of, right? An academic might not like what I've done here, but my job isn't to provide you with the most academically defensible translation of the meditations. My job is to give you an interpretation and do my level best to feel it's an accurate interpretation and a practical and useful one. My level best, in this case, is to interpret this meditation as a comment on human sameness. So again, the way I translated this, this is my translation, this is not from a book. Many handfuls of incense over time have been and will be placed upon this altar, for some have already died, and some have yet to die but will. But every person is the same, and burning incense doesn't change that. Frankincense seems to have been extremely expensive because it also seems to have been difficult to cultivate and extremely popular. The way I understand it, it's the collection of the drippings of sap from certain trees. And that sap, as it drips, is allowed to harden, and then it is chiseled off by people who collect it. There's a name for those people. I can't remember what it is, but they themselves are seen kind of in a holy or divine way because frankincense was viewed in a kind of holy or divine way. But in any event, it seems that frankincense was pretty expensive. It follows then, at least to me, that the altar or gravestone Marcus is referring to is not the altar of a poor man, but of a wealthy one. And here I'm imagining Marcus strolling through a cemetery, noticing the differences in gravestone sizes, altars, and other markers of the deceased. Some of them are grand, grand enough to have small burnt piles of frankincense upon them, while others are overgrown, moss-covered, and forgotten. But they are all going to be forgotten eventually, right? And so what does it matter to the dead the length of their memory's journey into obscurity? And what does it matter if you were an emperor or a pauper? Won't you eventually be forgotten all the same? Why are we treating some of the dead as if they won't wind up just like the rest of the dead? The importance of a dead person cannot do anything but decrease over time, right? If this is indeed the point of this meditation, then this meditation is one I appreciate more than some of the previous ones we've covered. It's reminding us that the pursuit of eternal fame is silly, because there's no such thing. It's further reminding us that the difference in our treatment of the dead, specifically the differences in how we choose to pay homage to them, some with bigger tombs, some with more grandiose gravestones, some with huge bouquets, and some with expensive frankincense, is silly and ultimately changes nothing and therefore means nothing. Personally, this feels a little jaded to me, like Marcus was maybe in a bit of a morose and depressed mood as he was walking through this graveyard, if he indeed was. It's a bit angsty teenager, right? None of it matters. None of it makes any difference. Like he was in a bit of a funk or something. I don't know that I necessarily agree or completely disagree with Marcus here. Objectively, it is certainly the case that we'll all be forgotten eventually. And objectively, it is true that the dead have no better or worse a time at being dead as a result of the flowers we do or do not bring to honor them. They're dead, after all. But it still feels like something good to visit a grave and perform some sort of little ritual to remember those you've lost, or to mark their importance with a statue, or buy them flowers, or treat their burial ceremony with great pomp and circumstance. At the very least, or perhaps the very most, it is an opportunity to process your grief. And processing emotional trauma is important. Repressing trauma is damaging. 
So while it's true that bringing flowers or building large tombs and statues or burning frankincense ultimately doesn't matter, it still feels kind of nice, and I don't think it's unstoic to do those kinds of things. At least that's my opinion. This is one of those instances in philosophy where, sure, technically our actions don't matter, but they feel like they do. And maybe feeling something that isn't technically useful or true sometimes is actually useful. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Practical Stoicism. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, consider leaving this podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com, or wherever it is you can leave a review where you listen to this podcast. Also, if you want to get rid of ads, check the show notes for a link to stoicism.supercast.com and get rid of those ads. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care. Take care.